Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves, and welcome to yet another episode of Moni and Sydney's <laughs> Open Relationship. Hey, Daddy. Hi. What made you giggle? You. Why? Because it was just funny. Yet. Rodney Perry joined. What's going on, Rodney P? I am Monique. And I am Sydney. And today, baby, on Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship, we can ready to have this conversation because we feel like it's needed. Tell them what we're talking okay, about, Okay, here's what baby. we're talking about. Why are we so quick to throw each other away? To the garbage. To the garbage. And let's explain what we mean by that. Um, oftentimes when you see a story or you read a story about a celebrity or entertainer, whatever it might be, or let's say they made a mistake. We're so quick to throw them away and be done. Done. And get rid of them and say, okay, well, that's what they get. Let's move on. So that's what the show is going to be about today. And when I tweeted it out, someone answered in a tweet, we throw them away because they forgot about us. Right. And, you know, she said, that's why we throw them away. And is that a good explanation? Is that a good reason to do it? Well, you know, everybody has a reason for it. It's kind of like... Oftentimes when people do things, we automatically forget that it's not just typically for the sake of uh, pissing you off. It's in their mind because they did something happened to them to make them stop dealing with them. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, for an example, the situation with Steve Harvey. Yes. um, And him going to visit. Donald Trump at the Trump Towers. It was brought to my attention. People signing petitions. They want him gone and want to see him later and different kinds of things of that nature because he went to see that man. Now, then, you know, on the flip, I understand that because I didn't hear him when he said it, but folks were saying he was talking about him dirty. Well, I mean, if you paraphrase it, you know, on Monday, let's just say Monday. Right? Monday, he said Donald Trump is fucked up. OK. And then on Tuesday, he said Donald Trump is a son of a bitch. Oh. And then on Wednesday, he said Donald Trump is a dirty motherfucker. OK. Then on Thursday, he combined it all together and say he ain't shit. He's a son of a bitch and a dirty motherfucker. OK. Then came Friday. He said he's a good man. Ooh. So I think that's where. The confusion. So is that the dynamic that went down? That's how I played off in my head. Okay. Okay. That's how how it rings in my mind, y'all. I want you to know something. I don't just cuss out loud. It happens in my head, too. First. Okay. First. first, first Before it come out. So I think that that's what 
a lot of people are so upset about, mm-hmm. you know, and when you see the fight that people begin to have, you know, when I heard, when I listen to DL and when you listen to everybody and it becomes this this ugly situation because you disagree mm-hmm. with a decision I made mm-hmm. or a choice I made, but then you're disagreeing with me. Does that mean you stop me from eating? Does that mean you 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 stop me from being able to take care of myself and support my family? It's it's like we're so quick to say let's get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And my question is, why have we gotten to such a place where if somebody does make a mistake, if somebody made a bad decision or a bad choice, why do we want it to be the end? And it's almost like a level of unforgiveness. Do we have them call in today, James? What's the number, James? They can call in and they can give a comment. We're going to try to do something a little bit different, eh? 404-432-8362. We here playing around, having a good time. Like, we really on the radio and shit. That's what we're doing, Dad. That's all we're going to do. Call on in. And, 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 and Rodney Perry, you just said something, but it came and went so damn fast, I couldn't read we it. We couldn't read it, Rodney. Shit. But I, I, I think for me, too, Daddy, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because not just Brother Steve Harvey, but Sister Kim Burrell, Brother Bill Cosby. And let me say this because. Wait a minute now. Okay. When I said Bill Cosby, Daddy, what'd you say? Screw. That's what he said. He said, pump, pump the brakes. But well, it's not that you throwing them away because initially you, you were saying, why do you think that we are quick to throw individuals away? Yes. In this situation. But it's not just celebrities. It's just in general. However, with celebrities, what oftentimes happens is because there's so many avenues that are not given to us as a people, or should I say, not given as it should be given to us like charity, but avenues that are not open after you've put in the necessary work and things of that nature. We got a caller. Hey, my love, you're on with Monique and Sydney. What's your name? Hey, Moe, Sid, Rodney Perry. Hey, What's up, Rodney, Rodney Perry? Perry. <laughs> hey, y'all looking good, man. This is awesome. I love it. We love you, baby. What's your thoughts, brother Rodney? Why, why, why you think folks are so quick to throw people away? Well, you, you know what, you know what, Sid, man. You know, first of all, it's a great topic. I was having this conversation in the barber shop with some of the guys about how we, as I mean, I think it's happening across the board in America, especially all the people that are reacting to Trump. Like Trump has bad energy. <laughs> and his bad energy is affecting everyone. So now you see us as black people reacting with more bad energy to our own people. Mm-hmm. Like, we're we not picketing. We're we not doing any <laughs> of the stuff that we should have done to, 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 to not elect a man. So now when a black person go and see him, you're going to ostracize him from the community. It just seems absurd to me. And I think it's, it's, it's creating so much bad energy. Now, in terms of Bill Cosby, that's kind of a different conversation. That's a different book. conversation. Monique Sly, you know Monique going to slide some shit on well, you, Rodney. Wait, wait a minute, uh, Rodney. This the shit I missed. This the shit I missed right here before we would go to the damn show and you would bring your ass in that makeup room and always have some shit to say to me, then you walk out. Your black ass. So this, this is the thing. Even when I say Bill Cosby, right? Here's mm-hmm. the point I was making when I said that. Let's say Bill Cosby put his dick in everybody's mouth that said he did that. Let's say he Absolutely. did it, right? We yeah. can't take away the fact 
of what all he the things done, he, stuff he did. what he has done and what he right. So we can't erase that. So I'm not saying that you don't pay the consequence for what you've done. But we get to a space where we can no longer love you through it. It's almost like somebody saying, listen, Bill Cosby is still my friend. Even though he did those things, it doesn't stop me from having a friendship with this person. It doesn't stop me from saying, hey, baby, how you doing today? Listen, I'm a listening ear. Now, I might be talking to you through some bars because they're going to lock your ass up. Right. They ain't going to throw you away, they but they're going to lock you they up. They're going to lock that ass up. Okay. However, does that mean but, I stop but what loving But what, what happened to this, Marcy? What happened to somebody being innocent to proven guilty? Like, nowadays, Mr. Collins ain't even been to court. And his TV show is off the air. So I think you make a valid point, Mo. I mean, this guy has not been to court on the sheer number. You know, people can say, I watch Scandal, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't believe nobody. You know what I'm saying? Once you put the narrative out, of course somebody somebody else can say it happens to them. Once you tell them what the story is. So maybe maybe it's not all the way true. Maybe maybe it happened to one or two ladies. Maybe it didn't happen to forty, but the sheer number makes you say he's guilty. So the the question is, uh, why have why have we jumped on board and and kicked our guy out of our community, even though he was a great guy up until maybe three years ago? I, I and you make a great point. And everything, like I was saying earlier happens for a reason. It's not just for the sake of negating an individual. I think part of it is because when African-Americans heard Bill Cosby speaking in reference to other African-Americans as if it was a um, almost talking down to them mm-hmm. in a manner in which they felt was something that you could have pulled the community up in a different kind of way and spoke about matters with a level of empathy as opposed to speaking down to individuals and then the possibility of when you say one individual coming out and coming against you, but then you begin to have individuals in large numbers that are saying, you know what? He put this in my drink. When I woke up, shit was different. Um, you then begin to say, well, what's the reason why Beverly Johnson would say what she say, said and then follow it up by saying, um, I didn't want to say anything because he was a black man. And because of the difficulties and the struggles that we have as people of color. But then when all of these individuals came about and violated, then it becomes a bit hypocritical because now the racism and the things that we've experienced as people of color, now you're going to protect an individual because he looks like you. If you're going to play fair, you got to be fair and call it out because he had no problem calling out the community. But then again, as Monique said, you might not stop loving him as a human being and you might not throw him away and throw him out. But if you found guilty, they're going to lock you up. But, but right, right. It's like <laughs> they're going to lock him up, which I think that when you think about Bill Cosby, he's already locked up. Like he's, it's already done without him ever going to anyone's jail. But I think with us, we're so quick to jump on the bandwagon of bad that we can't see past it. So it's almost like when Steve Harvey first met with Trump, 
And then the next day, it went crazy. And it was, he's a coon, he's a sellout, he's all of these things, and let's get rid of him, and let's sign a petition. And it's like, okay, everybody, time out. Because right. before he was the coon, before he was the sellout, every, a lot of people dug what he was doing because every year he had the Hoodie Awards. And he was acknowledging people in the neighborhoods saying, we want to make sure y'all are not forgotten about. And then when everything happened with the baby Trayvon, he changed it to the neighborhood awards because he got a little scared about what people may say if it's still called the hoodie awards. But however, we can't take that from him. Was he cooning then? Or was he looking out really for the neighborhood? Every year when he gets together, these young black brothers, and he takes them on this trip, and he, you know, really talks to them, is he cooning then? So all I'm saying is we take one misstep or we take a a fuck up and we say you're done forever. We're going to wash our hands and let's move on. And it's it's important because, see, you got to learn how to, if if you want to evolve, because we only here in this existence for a short period of time, and you got to ask mm-hmm. yourself, how do you want to live your life with an energy of you can't forgive? Because, see, what also is not being said is when the dynamics went down at BET and Monique was off the air. Now, when you come off a show that your numbers for the show double the ratings with you and her in front of that camera, uh, right. double the numbers of the overall network uh, daily average, and you say what happened, and then they go on the air, and Steve Harvey said, you know, sit tight, don't worry about things, she got it covered. Well, that was there was a level of speaking up on her behalf that wasn't done, in, our hum- in my humble opinion, that mm. makes it say when you want to evolve to a next place, even though it wasn't done for you, you got to mm. do it for them. Remember mm. back in the day when Monique first came on and it was Tom Joyner and Big Boy, and they were talking about how loud she is and, you know, how can you watch that and this and that and the other. And it was imperative that we made sure we went back on and said, despite that, because it's a brand new show, she's excited about that show. But what we want to do is lift our folks up. So even though they may have said that about her, what she's going to tell you is to support them. So these are the things that when people throw, as they say, shade your way, which is now in the Merriam Dictionary. It's in the dictionary now. Um, When they throw shade your way, you find a way to say, listen. There's probably a reason for it, but just because they did it to you doesn't mean that you do it to them. And when I'm saying this, I'm not speaking about because I'm a Christian or because of the Lord, because I'm not a Christian. I speak about it because these are just simply universal principles. And you know what, Daddy? I think, too, the more conversations we have like this, because, you know, Rodney, the one thing we really took pride in with the Monique show, and I Mm -hmm. think that... Even the hits that I still get to this day with people saying, we missed that show. When is it coming back? Because we made a point to never go negative. Right. We made a point to keep that shit uplifting. And even when the talent came on and there, people would say, they don't want to talk about this. Don't ask them nothing about that. Don't ask them about this. And as soon as they sat down, they got to tell us about all the shit. They, they people told us. Right. Because they, right. Knew that they, they knew that they were in a safe place. And I think sometimes what happens when we do turn our backs or say, fuck them and walk away, I think people have looked at Steve Harvey sometimes as being very arrogant. 
I think that people have looked at Steve sometimes and says, you forgot where you came from. Right. And what happens is when you take that misstep, we then look at those times that you were arrogant. We look at those times where you mistreated. And everything or, is under a magnifying glass now. Right. And, and But with all of that being said, it's part of the reason why that when you're critical of others, you have to be strong enough to take the critique that you're being given, which is the reason why we have these conversations, because we saying we're walking in a level of imperfectness. We know that we are not perfect, but if we create a platform for folks that if they happen to make that misstep, as we may make a misstep, because again, you were difficult because you wouldn't play the game. Mm. But they're not focusing in on, but was she telling the truth? Mm. Was she doing things honorably as opposed to playing the game? Because what does that really mean? That means that you're kissing the asses of individuals that really should be loved enough to be told the truth that what they're doing is not right, but instead they want to play the game. And if sometimes you speak and you tell those same people that you normally got to play the game with and pacify, if enough people address it, then all of a sudden they see the right and the right way to do things. So with Brother Steve, Kim Burrell, the whole nine, and we had a big discussion in reference to her a couple weeks ago, not so much about her as an individual because we're sure she's probably a lovely human being, as Steve is too, but folks, we have our we have our idiosyncrasies as human beings. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And I think at well, the well, let, let me let me ask you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kanyamo. Let me ask you this because what are we saying? So um, the question is like, why do we throw our people away? Yes. Right. So. Are we saying they deserve it because they wasn't great people? They should be thrown away? No. What, what, I think what we're saying is we can't speak for everyone. We just pose the question to get mm. an answer from how you may think or how we may think, but it's one of those things that it comes back to. If you've ever been in a situation in your life where you've made a mistake, was there a level of empathy that you would have appreciated you received. And if you received right. that, infra- that that empathy, were you appreciative of the empathy that you receive? And if so, then that's something that we have to learn how to give when someone makes a misstep. Someone just sent right. and I can understand that with uh, Steve Harvey, but Bill Cosby <laughs> is difficult because of all of what it, it looks like he did. The whole rhetoric he had about right. the black community. I, I completely agree. I think, I think what happened. And, and, and Monique, you are a superstar, so you can speak to this. I think at some point, you get in a rare space where there's very few black people. You know, Bill Cosby is in one of those spaces. Oprah Winfrey live in that space mm-hmm. where there's probably very few real black people around her. Mm-hmm. So you start to look at black people like there's something else, and you start looking at yourself like you're something else. Mm-hmm. And then when you need us, you expect us to be there. And a lot of times we're not. And I think that's what happened with Bill Cosby specifically. Uh, with Kim Burrell, I, I think it was kind of a different thing. You know, I think if you're not loving people, you're doing the opposite, and that's going to be bad for you. See, but I think, too, Rodney, here's where sometimes you see the disparity even with us. We're very forgiving as a people. 
We will forgive the white man time and time and over and over again. We will forgive. We will, we will forget. They know we're very forgiving and loving people. Mm-hmm. But we can't give it to our own. Yeah, why, why, why is that? Because we've been conditioned to treat one another that way. And until, wow. until we get out of that conditioning, see, when you say Bill Cosby, Oprah Winfrey, well, that, that's quite a few of them we can name, only on one hand, though. And then you almost get a feeling where, okay, well, they're not black anymore. They, they, they've been accepted over. And then you say, well, accepted into what? And then right. there's a feeling like they believe they've been accepted over. So now there's a feeling of, well, we've become the head niggas of all the niggas. And if anything needs to be answered or dealt with, we have all the answers because I have a whole bunch of money. And therein lies a level of resentment for us as a community because a lot of us have not had an opportunity to be ahead of anything. Mm. So when you see that, when you say conditioning, that conditioning is through a narrow opportunity that's given to uh, the community, which... uh, I hate saying people of color as if white is not a color, <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> because it is. But when you are in an environment where from Native Americans to Latin Americans to uh, African Americans have been uh, Asians, have been neglected and negated uh, simply by, you know, the majority being Caucasian, when you get that rare opportunity, it was like all the people said, Monique, you stupid for not uh, playing the game. You stupid for not going and promoting a movie, despite the fact that individuals didn't realize that the very person who called us up in Tyler Perry, who was second, who said, yo, you right for not promote. I can I, I understand why you saying I don't need to promote it because you've already done the work. But what it can mean now when you say but. That means that I need you to overlook what is right for the opportunity financially. And if you don't do that, you stupid because you know the small opportunities we get and they're going to resent you if you do that. Well, they're going to resent you even more when you are an African-American and then you say she was difficult because she wouldn't do more than what her job qualifications were or her expectations were contractually. See, they're not saying, oh, it's not as if she didn't do everything she was supposed to do contractually. She did. But you didn't go the extra mile for free. Are you crazy? And we in our community were looking at her. People in the community were looking at her like, how could you not do that? You know what they're going to do to you. And it's... Every there's no one rule that's applicable to every situation, because as we found out, Steve Harvey's situation is different from uh, Bill Cosby's is different from Kim Burrell's. But at the end of the day, what we ultimately saying, if we could give a level of consideration towards one another and the reasons why we've done certain things, because as we were talking last week, I don't know Steve Harvey's background, but I get the impression he wasn't born rich. I get the impression that. Um, to be in a situation where you're living out your dreams and a part of you is saying, yo, the president-elect invited me over to the crib? Mm. Right. And when he came out the elevator, it was almost like a posture of, yo, to to his boys that he came up with, like your boy (laughs) done just met with Donald Trump. Yo, like the president. 
And right. as crazy as it sounds, I empathize because you understand that you may have bought into something that was a reality for you, for, that, that may be a false reality or a real reality to you, but nonetheless, it wasn't done in a malicious manner, and that's why it's a level of judgment for that brother that hopefully right. the community can, you know, have for him or reserve their judgment from a negative standpoint. We're talking about I, I got, it today, y'all. I gotta why? Be honest. I'm sorry, go ahead. See, this the problem we had on the Monique show. This the shit. <laughs> this the shit right here. This, but but we're talking about it today. For those who just joined us, why are we so quick to throw each other away? And joining us, our special guest is our brother, Mr. Rodney Perry. What were you ready to say, Rodney? The, you know, I had a stroke, so I don't remember. Okay, ain't that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> but call in four four eight three two two nine six three, and we're gonna talk about we're it. We're gonna talk about Rodney. Leave us hey, with something, brother. Hey, hey, thank y'all for t- uh, taking the call, guys. You guys sound amazing. They look amazing. I'm watching on Periscope as well. Oh, y'all got to throw Chris Chet Michelle in as well because yes. she's taking a lot of flack. And, you know, to, as far as I know, you know, the world wasn't even tri- tripping off her t- until now. What do y'all think about her? Well, here's what I would say. Mm-hmm. I, I did Chris Michelle. I dig her music, mm-hmm. and I dig the stand she took because what she said is, hold up, y'all. I'm an entertainer. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. I sing. I'm not going to sing for Donald Trump. I'm going to sing for the goddamn country. This is what I do, and I'm going to walk away with my check, and I'm going to say thank you very much, and I'm going to go on. But once again, we, we are quick to shut us down. Because we, and here's the thing, Rodney, people don't know people's situations. Mm-hmm. Chrisette right. Michelle may have said, you know what, whatever this money is right now, I need this. But for all you niggas that got a problem with me doing it, do a GoFundMe page, come up with the money, and I'll cancel the gig. See, so that, that, that part of it, it's disheartening because, again, this baby said people turned their backs on her because she performed. Did you say Spike Lee? Did something happen with Spike yeah, Lee? Yeah, Spike Lee took yeah. her off of, off of a, 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 something she was supposed to be doing. She, she, she was using her music for, uh, for one of his films, and he, he pulled it. Like, right. You it's, know, she would have gotten paid for that, yeah. It's like things like that where it's like I get where Brother Spike may be coming from, but it's like when you really, really a brother— you know, and this is not to say that he's not, but the brotherly thing to do is if you got an issue with that sister in that regard, pull her out. Had a conversation with her. What you think? It may not change your mind, but when when you have a conversation with her and she says, you know, I need that. I, I, I needed the money that they will offer me. I'm not going to pass it up because this is what I do. Now, they didn't ask me to sing. Knew they didn't ask me to do something that was wrong yeah, or whatever. Right. They didn't ask me to pull my pussy out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They didn't ask for that, Rodney Perry. Well, I asked her one time and she did. <laughs> for free. Right. Right. Hey, Rodney, thank you, brother, for yeah. tuning in, man, and thank you for reaching out. You got to come, man, come love, back man. to I'm the go store. Back Paris, go watch out, man. My Good man. Stuff. We love you, baby. For free. Love you back. We're talking about it, y'all. Why are we so quick to throw each other away? Why does it take for one thing? Let's say two. Let's say three. But we throw us, we throw us away as if yesterday just don't matter. 
And oftentimes when, let's say people are fucked up, let's say people are being arrogant, people are being rude, people are being disrespectful, and let's say they're people of quote-unquote that believe they're in power. What I can tell y'all is this. When those people go home and those four walls are closing in, all that shit is playing back. All of us playing back. So for all of the, let's get them off the air. Let's not buy no tickets. Let's do this. Let's do that. For all of that that we're saying, they're dealing with it themselves. So if you say to yourself, what would I do if I was in a position, I would want somebody to have a little empathy for me. You're on with Monique and Sydney. Let's talk about it. What's your name, baby? Wow. <laughs> hey, Monique, this is Dwayne from Flint. Hey, Dwayne um, from Flint. How you doing? Hey, Sydney. Hey, brother. <laughs> Talk to us. This is, wow, this is such an interesting topic because I was, I was just thinking about it yesterday. Because um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but um, I know you hop on Twitter here and there, Monique, but black Twitter, we kind of had to throw away Maxwell yesterday. <laughs> what happened um, with Maxwell yesterday? Maxwell, I don't know. I guess he made some comments about race, and you know how we are when it comes to especially our people hearing them say, you know, all lives matter or what's the point of Black History Month and what about black, brown, beige, white, red, and blue lives and all that stuff. So um, he got a little backlash from that, and he uh, then he took it the next level to even, you know, come back at people and call them. Because people were like, well, what about your album sales, Max? You need to focus on this. You need to focus on your career. And he was like, well, check the numbers, bitch, and all that stuff. Oh. That's gonna be a new song. Check the numbers, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so for me, it's just like you know, a lot of a lot of people. I think you know, especially when you're such a talented artist, you need to kind of, as Whitney Williams would say, even though I have some feelings about her, um, as she would say, keep the kitchen table, talk at the kitchen table. You know, you don't hop on Twitter (laughs) and say these things that you know are going to hurt you. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to keep it real with yourself and let people know who you are. But when it comes to things like that, where you're just, you're just blatantly, uh, you know, throwing your own people under the bus, like, oh, we don't, we don't need a whole month to celebrate us. What about everybody? We don't need this movement to talk about Black Lives Matter. What about everybody? Because we're killing each other. You know, those whole conversations. And it's just like, and, <laughs> and you know, the majority of your people are not going to be on your side about, and we're right when we're not on your side about it. It's just, so that, that was another thing, and it hurt me, and it was so funny. That's why I said it was funny, because then a Maxwell song came on my playlist because I love his catalog from, from front to back. And his, his song came on later, and it was, it was like, dang, I don't, I don't even have the same interest to listen to this right now. Wow. So that's what I'm saying. That's why it's hard. That's why it's a good conversation to have. Like, why do we throw people away like that, even though it can hurt us to throw them away? I love Steve Harvey. He's a great host. But he keeps doing these things that are like with the Paula Dean thing, with the, with the going to visit Trump thing, that it's just like, I'm hurting to support you now because it's like, what are you doing? And you, everything you said, I believe you made a great point. And, um, you know, thank you for calling in that regard. Um, it's one of those things where this is part of, you know, when your mama said to you, don't keep lying. Because if you're right. lying, people going to know you to be a liar. Mm-hmm. And then people ain't going to want to deal with you. Mm-hmm. And people ain't going to. So. It's not. I'm always a lying. Right. So, (laughs) however you establish whether it's a lie, whether it looks like what you're saying is minimalizing the plights that we've gone through because you want to diminish February, it's one of those things. 
I don't believe that there's anything wrong with disagreeing if we can somehow do it in a manner that's not disagreeable where it makes somebody feel the need to defend and be like bitch and this that, and the other. But but if but part of it when you throw your tile in the stake when you throw your uh, your tile in and you say what you want to say, we know that we're subjected to it. And these mm-hmm. are the things that you'll have to deal with, and this is part of life. But in the team huddle that we're having right now, we're just saying, how do we extend that empathy towards individuals, even though we may not agree with them? Even if you say, I'm going to tune them out, and I may right. not listen, that's different from you saying, I'm going to start a petition to get them out. <laughs> exactly, and if I <laughs> can know. bring up... But you know, Dwayne, I want to I want to address something just for as an artist, because I remember when we did the Kimberell show. Exactly, that's exactly what I wanted to bring up, Monique. I I know, but I want to address something when you said that you didn't want to listen to Maxwell's music, and I want to address something as an artist. So when we did that show, there was quite a few young ladies that said, Mm -hmm. "Monique, I used to love you." But because you feel that way, I can't even watch you anymore. And the question was, because I feel what way? Because you're saying that homosexuality is okay and we should love everybody. So Mm -hmm. you're upset that I'm saying love everybody, but you no longer want to listen. And when you say Wendy Williams says kitchen talk should be kept at the kitchen table because when you're an artist, it could hurt you. Well, then that says let's be robots and you don't have a right because you're talented. You don't have a right to speak out about your opinion. And, And here's something I would ask for people that's listening. When Maxwell says, no, why do we have Black History Month in just February for 28 days? Why Mm -hmm. isn't it that we have the real history every day? Because if we did that every day, we wouldn't need movies like Hidden Figures. If we did it every day, we wouldn't need movies like The Hands That God Bless. If we did it every day, we wouldn't need to always dig for our history. Right. So when our community is saying, oh, Maxwell, how could you say we don't need Black History Month? Well, I think that are we devaluing us with just saying we're going to be okay with 28 days? Or are we saying, listen here, baby, we are 365 days a year, and we're really beginning to find out if it wasn't for a lot of us, there wouldn't be a lot of shit around right now. And it just didn't happen in February. So before we're so quick... Again, to throw us away, because that's the popular thing to do. If we hear somebody saying, well, why should we just accept Black History Month in February? Why can't we accept it all the time? And why can't we just accept history? I get Black History Month. I do. I get it. But as I'm getting older and you're beginning to see all the secrets that's coming out, maybe it's because we bought into, well, if they're going to give us February, that's just what we're going to take. I got taught of going to school and the only time they told me about somebody that looked like me was fucking February. I got tired of that. And I learned that all the way up through school. So was he really wrong or are we taking off the time to listen? Yeah, and and I feel that, and I, and you're you're very right. Thank you for saying that because I that that's my opinion as well. Like you know, that's right at the end of the day. The thing that really gets me is when the artists start clapping back, and it's like they don't listen to our point as to why some people are saying, "Well, Max, you got to calm down on that because this is what the facts are." And someone like Kim Burrell, okay, she said what she said, you know, quoting the Bible. I can't judge her off that. You know, she's a Christian and she's just following her book and spreading her word. 
you know, and it's like, well, when you get on Facebook Live and you're still talking in this condescending demeanor to people, like, well, no, I didn't say that. Well, no, here's the thing, babies. I don't know why y'all got offended. Well, my love, well, beloved. No, 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 here's the thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> she full of love, baby. <laughs> but but your, your point is valid. Don't understand. <laughs> the, the point so I don't want to throw an artist like Kim Burrell away. She's a beautiful singer. Mm-hmm. But when you're up there and you're talking the way you did, and, and, and even Ellen, when she said, no, you can't come, Ellen was still like, you know, I just can't invite that thing on my show. I was happy to have her. It's a great song, but I don't understand that kind of thing. And especially when you're not even, you're not extending an apology or you're not admitting, no, that's what you said. You even went outside of the Bible verses to say this and that is perverted. And, you know, you saw your own opinion in there. And then you didn't admit that you said it, even though it's right there on video, girl. And you know what <laughs> so, we are? Just mm-hmm. human. That's all. We're just human. And see, again, you take artists and it's like, oh, well, then y'all should know better or y'all shouldn't say all people are are human beings. Maxwell can sing, but I guarantee you he got two goddamn feet, two eyes, one nose, two ears. Now he might have some other special shit that I don't know about, but Uh he's just human. And oftentimes people take. Because you may be able to sing or because you may be able to play tennis or you're a great dancer or you're a great poet, that you are superhuman and you got to watch what you say. In addition to the fact that due to us being in uh, starting from the time in which the individuals that they refer to as the forefathers of this country, uh, it was designed for us to be pigeonholed so that when someone of color did something, they would call them a credit to your race. If someone did something that was not so great, it was a a black eye. So we as people of color have oftentimes taken the burden on of what someone else has done. So what we are quick to do is want to quiet them Mm. so that it's not affecting how black people are looked upon by white people who for some reason we're under the impression in our minds sometimes almost subliminally that they're in a position to judge us when Mm -hmm. the reality is that no one is really in a position to judge one another because as we speak about the atrocities that have transpired, see, we'll talk about how, you know, the killings in Chicago and how come black people are killing black people. But you're hearing white people say about white people, I don't trust Putin. Well, they white and they be dropping bombs and they be killing folks uh, uh, hundreds at a time. You dig? But the, the, the narrative on it gets spun because it's within the boundaries of the city and it perpetuates the uh, the optics that you see. I told you that they're a subculture. And then we're saying, you see, if we do this, we're going to get looked at like a subculture as opposed to saying, listen, all we are is human beings. We are a smaller group in terms of our color, and our origin here in the United States of America, but there is nothing that one group has done that the other group has not done. Everything from the good to the terrible, the good, bad, and the ugly, every die, every, you've got uh, in Africa, their traditions where the man have anal sex with the kids to, and the, the young boys as a rite of passage. No. But, all we want to talk about is the Egyptian pyramids. 
because mm-hmm. th- this is what lifts us up as opposed to when we get to a higher place, we're dealing and focusing more of the spirit of the individuals around us more so than trying to protect the brand of your color. Mm. But the city, but the world in which we live in has forced us to do that. And when we see something from someone that is the same color of us, that is not what we consider uh, permissible. We want to, we want to pull them down. We want to say, let's get rid of them because this is a reflection of, on us. Wow, baby. We're talking about it. Dwayne, thank you so much for calling in, baby. No, Monique, if I can make one more point, because it's so funny that I'm finally getting a chance to speak with you, because really on a day-to-day basis, I mean, not a day-to-day thing, but often I find myself coming to your defense, and I've never met you, I've never even been to a show, but I I love you, and I love your work, and Sydney as well, and and people, you know, I mean, mean, sure, you guys hear it all the time about, you know, why didn't you just play the game, or she's stupid, blah, 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 and I find myself defending, you know, you know, Monique has a lot going on. You know, Monique is a certain age. You know, Monique is a family. I mean, is a, is a mother, and she she puts her family first. And you know, this is why she didn't play this game. This is why she's happy with her life. And blah blah blah. She's actually doing things, even though you don't see her in the spotlight. And I'm always doing that. And and to bring up just another person really quick, who is hard for me to find um, supportable, <laughs> even though I still like you guys say I love my brother, but like Lee Daniels, it's like when I run across him just on Instagram. It's like I almost cringe a little bit because I always think about how he threw some people under the bus. I always think about how he can just reach out, you know, outside of the spotlight and say, hey, you know, to get an understanding or, or, or why he went in on CNN with Don Lemon and why they were kicking in like it was absolutely okay to just be puppets of Hollywood, you know. So, and, it, and that's, that's something that hurts me as, as a black uh, American. That's something that hurts me as a human. That's something that hurts me as another brother to see him doing that. And and knowing that now now he I mean I'm saying not saying it's completely his fault but now people are looking at my sister Monique like she's just like she's just the craziest soul on earth because you know she could have been this and that after the Oscar she could have been and it's just like you know so that's been something I find myself doing often I had to at least get that point out there and let you know like I go through hell <laughs> just like y'all went through hell oh my baby my people. trying to convey to my people like hey you know I understand why where your ignorance comes from but. Here's the thing. This is what's real. This is what you don't see on TV every day. Here's the real story. And if you take that, do what you want with it, because we were always raised differently. We all have different points of view. But, you know, I, try, I just try to do what I can for the betterment of, of my people when it comes to just having simple conversations, because a lot of people are left ignorant about, about very broad, big topics and don't know what really made it what it is. You know, Dwayne, I appreciate that so much, baby. And this is what I would tell you from me. Don't let that bother you. And when people, when you're in the defending stage, (laughs) try to defend your girl, you simply ask them. And it's really simple. Before we start talking about Monique, how are you doing in your life? And that will shut all of that down because what will happen is people that are doing exceptional in their lives and has nothing to do with money. Just in their space inside, people that are doing good, if you find they don't have the energy to focus on, oh, I can't believe she did that and she's stupid and she's this. People that are doing good in their lives, you know what they'll say? I wish that Mm -hmm. sister the best for whatever it is. So it's funny because we were faced with that where people say, I believe she this and she that and she this. And then you say, well, how are you doing? Well, bitch, wait a minute. What you mean how I'm doing? What are you doing? So it, it, it takes you out of that space of, oh, I've got to defend my girl. So, Dwayne, we thank you for calling, my baby. Absolutely. And, and this is the show, and this is why we do 
Monique and Sydney's open relationship. For these kind of conversations right here that I think oftentimes people are afraid to have them out loud. And also, you never know what's in a person's medicine cabinet. Mm. So there's a lot of folks out there that act a certain way that may say a lot of things like Monique is difficult to work with. You don't know what's in their medicine cabinet. And the the thing that we are fortunate enough to uh uh the fortunate enough to uh have is a level is a level of balance because we do have each other because you're in a in a business where the business is telling you Work the business, work the business, work the business, forget about your family. And when we're done, we're done with you. And then your family never got to know you. So mm. the fact that this guy has said that gave us the opportunity to find out how we were as human beings and how we would be. Because at the end of the day, even though he created a level of difficulty, and by the way, I don't think it was difficulty that was not by design because you can go back to 1943 and Hattie McDaniels will say, they treated me like I didn't win the Oscar award after I won it because financially they're going to put me on ice because they know they're supposed to pay me more. The studio she worked for, if they got $2,500 for her for the movie, they gave her $250. So at the end of the day, this is something that's transpired. What happened with Cuba Gooding Jr.? I didn't see him do anything wrong to anyone, but it seemed like things slowed down. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the young lady. What's the, the the sister's name, the the African sister that won? Lapita. Lapita. I didn't see her. Now, it's not like she's not doing anything, but when you see awesome performances, the young gentleman that uh, – was he nominated from Ethiopia that said he didn't have any money in his pocket when yes. he showed up to the Oscar war? Yes. So historically, we have to ask ourselves, beyond this business, when you get started off being a slave in an environment where individuals hold the, the forefathers of this country in high esteem for their intelligence, and this is not to say that they weren't intelligent, but they were somewhat intelligent at being maniacal. They were somewhat intelligent at being and creating biases because when you have and you fast forward to people saying, how could Colin Kaepernick take a knee? This is a disservice to the people in, in, serve, in, in, in the armed forces. And they are so conditioned to believe that, not realizing that when they say this is the land of the free and the home of the brave, that was only applicable if you weren't considered three-fifths of a human being. <laughs> so when you are considered three-fifths of a human being for 400 years and we are not removed from slavery longer than it existed, every dollar that you got above free was more than society at large thought that you should receive. So even to this day, this is why there's a disparity in the way we do things. But that's a different subject. At the end of the day, these are even more reasons why we should not want to throw one another away because yes. we've been discarded and thrown away in a different type of uh, 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 manner. Yes. So to do it to ourselves, there's a level of empathy that we should have, but a level of reality-based 
uh, therapy we should have through conversations with others so that, you know, this is the reason why we as people should always have someone around us that's going to tell us what we need to know and not what we want to hear. We're talking about it, y'all. Why are we so quick to throw each other away? And you know what, Daddy, as I'm sitting here, and I thought about it early this morning, too, I think we're so quick to throw each other away, too, in meaning in the black community. Because when you go all the way back, right, Mm -hmm. when the master was sick, what did his slave say? We sick. We sick. Well, that's what the house. That's what the house slave said. Mm -hmm. When another slave was sick, you sick. Not we sick together. And we still have that mentality. When you have that young man that killed those people in South Carolina, took him away from here. In the headlines, it says, we forgive him. We forgive him. They had a paper up over top of that young man, and there was a black young man. He had raped and murdered a young lady, and it said, the demon in the woods. Now, we will say, you got to forgive that young man that killed those nine people. You got to forgive him. But we'll crucify the young man as, as he, he's got to go to jail. You got to pay the consequence. Mm-hmm. But I don't see the headline saying, for the black young man, we forgive him. So, again, we've been so conditioned that if they're white and they're wrong and they're out of pocket, we've got to have a forgiving heart. And I didn't think about it until you said with us, it's like, oh, get that away from us because it's going to make us look bad. Mm -hmm. Because I even notice sometimes in the comedy clubs, I notice sometimes when there are white people there, I will have to say to the black people, it's okay to laugh, God damn it. Because it's almost like, oh, should we? And I have to say to the white people, it's okay for your ass to laugh, too, because Mm -hmm. this shit is funny for all of us. But we've been so conditioned. Oh, you behave yourself. Oh, you speak an incorrect grammar. Oh, don't speak Ebonics. Oh, don't do this. Oh, don't. And, and it's still working today. So I think that as we sit here and talk it out, that's probably one of the main reasons why we are so quick to say, get that sore off. And with the understanding that we in the African-American community may have our own reason for why we act this way amongst ourselves, But this is not a dynamic that is specific to the African-American community because it's it is specific to the human spirit where, again, there were there weren't abundance, an abundance of blacks, Latin and Asians that were involved in the Holocaust. You understand? It was just white folks primarily that you saw, which means that. Why would this white man, if what we're thinking, destroy these other people who were white? Oh, because they were Jewish. So that's just the label that they use, but they were human beings. So mm-hmm. it's like the, 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 the world that we live in, the country that we live in, it started off from a standpoint of competition. Before the people on the Mayflower got here, there were other wars that were started by Spaniards who were Catholics that killed the Lutherans and slit their throats. Because they were Lutheran, but you are supposedly considering yourselves Christians, you are considering yourselves people of God, but because of that, you're going to do this, but what are you really fighting over? Land? So what our society has been geared to do 
is compete against one another as opposed to collaborating mm. with one another. And when we start collaborating as opposed to competing, then it doesn't become a biasness in school because we're looking at how can we take the best and the brightest that exists in the North America and make North America the best it can possibly be, not have a situation where because these are young black folks, we don't want to have too many President Barack Obamas around because it will make us look potentially inferior. This is the reason why our history has been hidden, because there's been an agenda to almost, if you will, buy into the stereotypes that we were this subculture, that we were undereducated, that we had nothing to offer to society. And we would believe that sometimes there were a lot of serious things said in a joke. Red Fox, when he played Sanford, Fred Sanford would used to say, I'm not going to let no black dentist work on me. Mm. I need me one of them Jews. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. see? Why? Mm -hmm. Because this is what We were taught that just because somehow you were Jewish, you somehow were more exceptional at doing this. But we know when we look at it realistically, it is not indicative of a label that you may place upon yourself how good or how not well you you are able to execute. It is specific to the individual. We're talking about it, babies. Why are we so quick to throw each other away? Come on, Tommy. Tim. Come on, Tommy. Okay, Put that mic up to your mouth now. <laughs> okay, so my my question is, um, as far as, as, far as a, a standard, uh, is it safe to say that it's okay to have a double standard for someone in a certain position? Or, or my question could be worded is, do you have a sense of responsibility once you become in a certain position as Say, for instance, a, a preacher becomes a preacher. Is there a certain responsibility now that you have other than the, I'll just say, commoners? Or if you become a certain celebrity that has made it at a certain status, is there a certain responsibility that you have? Because sometimes we look at you as our spokesperson mm-hmm. and as the representation of I us think as a black. The as a biggest whole. responsibility that I have as an let's say entertainer, mm-hmm. is to stay honest. Mm-hmm. It's to not let my integrity ever be in question or my character be in question and to stay truthful to me. That's the biggest responsibility that I have because I think oftentimes we as entertainers, we step out of that and now I want to appease you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really saying what I feel. I'm saying what's popular. Mm-hmm. I'm saying what what's the what y'all think, okay, well, that's, that's the right thing. So as in... As a performer, and I remember when Charles Barkley said, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not your child's mm-hmm. uh, role model. That's mm-hmm. up to you. Because we do do that. Right, because you, and, and people put people on yes. these pedestals, yes. and they say, oh, well, if she said it or if yes. he said it, it's got to be right. Then you realize, oh, shit, they just human. Just like me. J- there's nothing different about them than me. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I spent 24 hours with them, mm-hmm. and I found out. <laughs> They some they they the whiz. Yes, I saw behind the curtain. So I think that when people get grounded in them mm-hmm. and not need to look to mm-hmm. somebody else to say, "Show me the way," mm-hmm. I'm good with my way. I know me and Robin were talking the other day, and she said, "I am a boss. Mm-hmm. I'm my, I'm the boss of me. Mm-hmm. I'm in control of me. If I'm in control of me, mm-hmm. guess what? I'm good with everybody else." Mm-hmm. So. 
The only thing I can really answer that is if people take entertainer off and just say a person and you say, what's your responsibility? My responsibility is no different than your responsibility. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question also in another way, when you say is there double standards for, let's say, a preacher or something Mm -hmm. of that nature, Mm -hmm. where the double standard comes into play is there's something it seems to be in our DNA that makes us, and when I say our as human beings that wants to uh, um, praise something, mm-hmm. that wants to give respect to something that's of a higher ilk. This is the reason why there's the level of praise that we have for an invisible being that hasn't introduced themselves to us. Only our knowledge is through a book. Mm-hmm. It is the reason why when someone plays a sport and they're incredibly good at that sport, they're looked at as, you were able to navigate the waters of success that are typically drowning our brothers and sisters. And for mm-hmm. you to do that, you must have a level of thinking and there must be something mm-hmm. special about you mm-hmm. to allow you to do that. Not realizing that the law of averages dictates that there are going to be people that make it. Mm-hmm. They're going to be people that don't. When you see the zebras crossing the Serengeti, there are zebras that are going <laughs> to make it across the river. And there are zebras that's going to get caught up. <laughs> but right. if you notice, there are zebras you don't ever see. Any of the other zebras, when they get caught up, yep. getting a beer bottle, busting these alligators in the head, saying, you get off of Bruce. <laughs> they keep on walking on across like, that's the okay. shit that be happening. High-stepping, high-stepping, you know. Oh, we so, love Bruce. <laughs> so at the end of the day, there is a double standard, but it's due to sometimes our need to place people mm. and have something to reach for and aspire for. And when they blow that opportunity, especially in our community, mm-hmm. it's as if you've blown yours. It's the reason why mm-hmm. folks, when Joe Lewis won the fight, mm-hmm. no matter, you couldn't make the rent, but Joe Lewis won. Mm-hmm. That was a victory for us. Muhammad Ali won. Mm-hmm. Your team won. You like, listen, when the Falcons lost, hey. when the Falcons lost hey. and, and they lost to get the Patriots, I didn't shed, t- I shed a tear because I ain't getting no money off of them. Well, I was mad. I, I understand. I took it personal. I, I, I understand. I'm a native of, of, but, of Atlanta. Right. Okay, so I took it personal. So and when, 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 okay. the Colts, when the Colts left Baltimore, right. I was like, that's wild. They rolled out like that. And at, it, it was one of those things where... There's a reality where that's a business decision that this person's made. They own the team. They're not obligated. That's why it blew me away when people were so angry with LeBron because he was trying to make a choice that was the best for his family, but then ended up coming back. And that's where we're talking about reserving the judgment because it's one of those things where we have to sometimes before we make judgment put ourselves in that person's position as to why because it wasn't because they're trying to piss you off they were looking at things that may perhaps better uh uh whatever their endeavors may be steve harvey may have really been looking at it like listen if I go rap with him and find out where his mind is, it may help me when we're dealing with these children, mm-hmm. not thinking, mm-hmm. but how, what are the mm-hmm. optics going to be if I come out the elevator looking like, yo, I was just hanging out with him and I pop my collar, you know, he ain't brush his shoulder off and shit like you saw that. But because at the end of the day, 
there's a lot of young black men out there that will sing his praises and say, you know what? He helped me out. So there's a level of regard that we have to have. We don't have to, Mm -hmm. but it helps the spirit of who we are Mm -hmm. have it for other people because we don't know if we just may need it someday. We got a minute. We got two minutes. We got two minutes, Daddy. And I like what you just said. We may never know when we may need it someday. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. You never know when your day going to come and you need that empathy. You need that, you know what, okay, you messed up, but we still love your ass. So we talked about it today, y'all. We talked about it. Why are we so quick to throw each other away? Let's start holding on. We appreciate y'all listening. And please tell a friend and tell another friend so they can tell two more friends. Monique and Sydney, play.it. Every Monday is a brand new episode. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. I am Monique. And I'm Sydney. And we love y'all. For free. is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.